You're listening to the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. And uh, Matt, the first question I have for you of all the teams that are in the playoff race, which ones are you hoping don't make it because they're not very good? Well, uh, and by the way, I was enjoying the Oilers and Knights talk. I'm a Devils fan, so I root for the East Coast version of the Oilers. And um, also hoping they make up a lot of ground as time goes on. Um, but in any event, um, you know, I, I got to say, in the AFC, if you're talking about just a, a you know, who do you not want to have to watch while it's weekend, I mean, Pittsburgh's got to do that team. Like, I don't know one person alive, including a lot of Steelers fans, who are excited for Pittsburgh to be in a playoff game. They're not going to win it. They're not going to score points. I don't care that Mason Rudolph has looked like a borderline competent quarterback for two weeks. He's shown us for six years he's not a competent quarterback. So I'm, I'm not overly enthused with the idea of them getting in. And then in the NFC, I mean, I, I think like you, somebody's got to win the South, and I'm fine with it if that's, if that's Tampa, which I think it will be. Um, I don't want to watch the Falcons. I don't want to watch Minnesota. I, you know, and it's a shame with Minnesota because they were healthy all year long. I think they'd actually be a pretty interesting team. But they're not. Um, New Orleans is another one, like to a lesser degree. I just, I've seen enough of Derek Carr with Dennis Allen. It's enough. There's no reason to watch them for an 18th game. Yeah. No. Hard to argue with that one, Matt. Uh, I would agree uh, wholeheartedly. So you look at the Matt, like the Buffalo Bills. This is fascinating to me. The Buffalo Bills could end up second or out of the playoffs. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, you know, it's something I've been wanting to check this week. I've just been so busy um, with different assignments over there, so I haven't done it. But this has got to be the first time this has ever happened, right? I mean, obviously I have there have so. been scenarios where if you could either win the division that you're in or miss the playoffs. Like, obviously, that happens all the time because maybe you're a team that goes, you know, 9-8 or whatever it is. This is the two-seed. Like, you're either the two-seed and guaranteed multiple home games provided you advance. Or you're not even in the playoffs. Yeah. And I got to tell you, like, Miami's so beat up. I think Buffalo's going to win. Okay. This is also the classic spot in the Josh Allen, Sean McDermott era where they go down there and they find some ridiculous way to lose this game. <laughs> like, I mean, this is kind of who they've been. I mean, yeah. when you, you know, they, they, whenever you think they're kind of in a spot where their back's against the like the Dallas game, the Kansas City game. Now, you could argue the Kansas City game, if Darius Tony knows how to line up, they lose that game. Yeah, right. But they show up, they play really well. And then the Chargers and the Patriots, those are two games like, oh, they're going to win those games, no problem. And it took everything they had. This Miami game, you could tell me any outcome, I wouldn't be shocked by it. I think Buffalo wins. I also wouldn't be shocked if Buffalo lost by 20 points. Who do you like in the South? Uh, when you look at matchups this weekend, obviously the health of Trevor Lawrence is is a major factor. But uh, which of those teams do you like, and how many of the South teams do you think actually make the playoffs? Well, I think two of them make it in the AFC because you're going to get a winner, win and in, I should say, uh, scenario with the Colts and the uh, the Texans. So I think one of them gets in, and I think I think Jacksonville wins. I think Jacksonville will find a way to beat Tennessee. Now I don't think I don't think anybody in the AFC South is winning the playoff game, but I think that. Like Jacksonville to lose to Tennessee with everything on the line, it's not impossible, especially if Lawrence is really compromised. I just don't think Tennessee can do enough. Like the thing with Jacksonville is their pass defense is horrific. 
And if you can exploit that, you can just beat them. I mean, they, they just can't stop anybody from throwing the football. But Tennessee can't throw the football. So they kind of play in the Jacksonville's hands. Um, I, I think Jacksonville finds a way. And then in the other game, look, that's a true toss-up. I'll take any there at home. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked either way. I will say this, kind of the point of Buffalo earlier, I actually would give more of a chance to the Indy-Houston winner in Buffalo than I would Jacksonville playing Cleveland. I think Cleveland is going, and I'm not even a huge Cleveland believer, I think they're going to crush Jacksonville when they play him. I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Indianapolis or Houston goes up to Buffalo and that game's tied at the two-minute warning. Hmm. It just kind of seems to be the way this season's gone. What about... Joe Flacco and the Browns. How 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 surprised are you that Flacco's doing that? Because it's not like they're just running the ball. Joe Flacco's throwing the ball forty times a game, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Like they, you know, and even he takes a Amari um, Cooper out of a game, and they're still throwing it all over the field. Like it, it, it also shows to me. And I, I love the fact that Watson sucks because I hate what he represents as a human being. Um, I hate I the contract that, boat, yeah. that, that he got, and so. Like if if you're the Browns, you're gonna be thinking, man, we paid some chump two hundred mil to do nothing, and Joe Flacco comes in here and is running the show for us. You know what's gonna be really like fascinating, like really truly fascinating. If Cleveland wins a playoff, you know, let's just say they play Jacksonville, they win that game. Yeah, there's a very good chance they're going to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that's gonna be like if they beat Baltimore with Joe Flacco? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, the Browns haven't been to an AFC title game since 1989. Okay. That would be insane. And, like, even if they were to lose the following week, whatever, they play the Chiefs, they play the Bills, they lose them. Every Browns fan in the world is going to want Joe Flacco back. Oh, yeah. Nobody's going to want Deshaun Watson back, right? But they're, they're screwed. They're stuck with him. I think, though, to your question, the Browns, to me, are they the favorite? No. Baltimore is the favorite. Are they good enough, though, where I could picture a world where they go to Baltimore and win the game? Yeah. I mean, it's a weird year. You know, a lot of years you look at teams and go, okay, that team's the best team. Mm-hmm. While I respect Baltimore, I wouldn't be shocked if Cleveland beat them. I wouldn't be shocked if Buffalo beat them. I wouldn't be shocked if Kansas City beat them. Like, all those teams have the capability, and Cleveland with that defense and the way Flacco's throwing the ball, you can't discount them. they got a shot. Matt Verderam Jones. So, Matt, let's say hypothetically the Browns just released um, Watson. And you know, I was like, what happens? Like, is, is his whole cap hit count against them? Is that why they can't do it? Yeah. I mean, Watson, the whole contract's fully guaranteed. Yeah. So, you know, you're to a point. You can't, first of all, nobody's trading for him. No. Okay? So you can rule that out. They just can't do anything. I mean, I do really genuinely wonder, though. Like, and it would probably take them at least going to the AC title game. If they do that, if you're Kevin Stefanski, who's got to be having the time of his life right now with Flacco's quarterback, yeah. do you just say, hey, look, he's our quarterback next year. I don't care. Yep. And, and Watson can sit on the bench and get, he's getting paid either way. Yep. So here's $45 million. I don't care. Sit there and watch. We're playing Joe Flacco. Like, I do think at some point, you know, it's about winning. I was at Brown's training camp this summer, and I asked Kevin Stefanski point blank, like, look, if this thing doesn't get better with Watson, you're probably losing your job. Like, are you, are you basically at that point? Do you, do you believe that? 
and he wouldn't answer it, but he kind of answered it without answering it. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, look, it's, it's an NFL. It's the NFL. It's a business. We've got to win. And, I mean, I do really believe, like, if Flacco plays great in the playoffs, if you're Stefanski, you don't want to go back to Deshaun Watson, but financially you're just so screwed because of that contract. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's It was a terrible contract from day one. It's kind of embarrassing. The league even allowed it, my humble opinion. That was the worst part about it is the league. They just said, no, we're not accepting this contract. A guaranteed contract for for a, an absolute disgrace of a human being. Like, it's, uh, I'm sorry. It's, it was a brutal decision all around. Uh, Matt Verderam joins us. Uh, Matt, let's go to the, uh, to the NFC and, you know, the picture's a little bit clearer, but, uh, the officials not understanding the rules or not hearing, uh, who is checking into the game for Detroit definitely uh, has this, uh, playoff picture a little bit different right now. And it, like, that call could change, have massive ramifications for the playoffs. It's crazy. There's no question. If they get that call right, Detroit's probably the two seed. Yeah. I mean, that, that's it, point blank. And it's it's a disgrace. And Dallas has been a completely different team in and out of its own building. So you have a real conversation. I mean, hey, look, the Lions are sitting there and probably thinking, we, yeah, we got totally screwed. Now, I will say this. Is there ever a team? If, they, if that ends up being the matchup, that's a 2-3 in the divisional round. I mean, my God, has there ever been a three seed more motivated to beat the two seed than going back there? Mm-hmm. And being like, guess what? We're not leaving it in the officials' hands this time. Like, we are going to – I mean, that game, that would be something else. But, no, it, it's true. I mean, the officiating this year – and I'm not one to beat that drum. I think a lot of times fans scream about officiating because they have nothing else to complain about and they lost. But, like, the officiating this year has been an embarrassment to the sport. It is so bad. I, at one point for SI, went back and probably about a month ago and detailed – just the primetime games, how bad the officiating has been in these games. It is staggering the amount of just blatantly missed calls or calls that were made that shouldn't be made. And I'm in the middle of writing a piece right now, and I've talked to a bunch of coaches in the league, front office people. And, and really, you know, not to give the whole thing away, but basically the, the, the conversations have been about it, we need consistency. We need full-time officiating. Uh-huh. Like it's just, it's, nobody knows what to expect week to week, and it it really bit Detroit, unfairly so. Like, I, I don't understand how the richest league in the world can't afford full-time officials. Like, it's embarrassing to me. Well, you know, look, we're, we're on, uh, you know, Canadian air. Everybody loves hockey, I would assume. And, and I, you know, when you watch, when you watch hockey, if there is a review, and God knows hockey's not perfect, okay, but they go to Toronto and you have as many looks as you can, and you've got a command center. And on the whole, they do a good job, although we can get into a conversation about goaltender goal interference. So I'm not sure anybody knows exactly what's going on every time that's called. But for the most part, you don't walk away from a hockey game going, that team just got screwed. Like that team lost blatantly because of an officiating error. Whereas in football, like I don't understand, and I've talked to people around the league about this, why don't you put in a sky judge? Why don't you put in a camera where, hey, look, if there's a questionable call, like a really legitimately questionable call, go to a command center in New York or Chicago, wherever you want to put it, and say, hey, look, we're going to go to this, and it's not ex-officials who aren't going to show up their, their guys. Like We're going to people who have been trained for this, who understand the rule book backwards and forwards, and we're going to this command center, and we're going to make the decision. We're not going to go to an official who's got to go under the hood 
and maybe turn the call over and they don't want to do it because it looks bad. Like, it's just, you need to figure this out. And I also think they need to simplify the rule book. Yeah. I'm 35. When I was a kid, if you caught the ball, you caught the ball. <laughs> now, well, you've got to catch it, take three steps. Did you accept it into your heart? Did you take a football move? Did you, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> nuts. If you catch the ball two feet on the ground, you caught the ball. You get hit and you fumble, you fumble. That's your problem. Yeah. Like, well, the thing that was frustrating about the Detroit game was like I get in the in the spur of the moment a split second decision. Maybe official doesn't have perfect position. You're going to miss a call every now and then. I'll live with it. Yes, that that call had nothing. It was the guy walks over, checks in, and clearly they the ref was like whoever was checking in, he got the wrong number because there's no reason for seventy to check in. He's the center. Why would he ever do it? Right. It made no sense, right? Like what what were they even thinking? So that's the one that really. I'm like, come on. Like, you saw Jared Goff take him. Hey, go check in. Do, do, do. Walks over to the official. Like, what else is he going to do? He's not going to say, hey, Bob, hope you're having a good weekend. Have a happy new year. Like, it was pretty obvious what he was doing. So that, that's why that one to me. And, and I know there's ramifications. I'm hearing that team likely isn't going to be up in the playoffs. So that's fine. But have you ever gotten an answer, Matt, as to why the NFL, the NHL has full time officials? Why doesn't the NFL have like the NFL makes way more money than the N and than the NHL? Like it's not even close. And I know that they have more games for the officials to do, but still, why can't why can't you pay these guys enough that they don't need another job and they can focus solely on being officials? Because they don't want to pay them benefits. That's why. Oh my I mean, that, God. That's why they don't they don't want to pay benefits. <laughs> and I I mean, as ridiculous as that sounds, that's a huge part of the reason why they don't want to have. Another bunch of pensions to pay out, which is which just kills you when you know they're making twenty five billion dollars a year. Yeah, like, and they don't want to pay out a pension to a guy who's making two hundred grand a year as an official. I mean, it's 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 comical and only comical in how bad that it is. I mean, it has gotten to a point. Look, I think the one thing I will say, officiating on the whole, like has always been something you could point at and say, oh, this is this is wrong and that's why. I mean. You go watch a football game from 30 years ago, the officiating's every bit as bad. The difference is now more people can gamble than ever before, and more people see more games because now you have the ability to watch on ticket, on the red zone. You can just you can stream games all over the place. You obviously can see you know these calls that are these big controversial calls are all over social media. It, it's 24-7, whereas back, you know, hey, look, if the Seahawks got a ridiculously bad call against them in 1994, who saw it? I mean, you know, one market saw it and it was over and there's no social media. And unless they play on sports center, like nobody's going to see it. So it's just now there's way more exposure and there's more at stake financially for fans than ever before. And the NFL is duty bound to get it right. But the NFL has shown no ability or want to to invest into this problem. And it, it is a, it is now become a major problem that they need to address. Yeah, very true. Matt, great stuff, man. We appreciate it. Uh, enjoying the final weekend of the NFL. Hey, sounds good. Anytime.